talking about the salt of the earth, right? Well, good morning to those who are on Zoom and or uh, following us online. Great to have you with us today. Talking about the salt of the earth, a few weeks ago, we talked about the current state of the church in America, the Christian church in America, and how we're losing that ability to be salt and light to the rest of the world because we're getting our worldview uh, more and more, our, our core beliefs, uh, our theology, if you will, our ideals from the world and not from the scriptures, not from God, and how that's uh, hindering us in, in the Great Commission, right, to go into all the world and share the gospel and bring people to him. So one of the things that we looked at was the research of George Barna, who said that those who are most likely to have a biblical worldview that lines up with God had four uh, habits in their lives. Remember what they were? Bible reading, prayer, worship, and the last one is confession. What comes to mind when I use the word confession? Uh, unlike some of you, I didn't um, grow up in the Roman Catholic Church, but I've seen some TV shows and movies that I suspect are pretty accurate. Uh, usually there's some sort of an ornate closet-like structure with, with two cubicles in it, uh, and the priest goes in one side, and the, and the confessionate or whatever, the congregant, goes in the other side, and they say something to the effect of, bless me, Father, for I have sinned, and the priest says, uh, what's the nature of your sin? And the person confesses what they did, and then the priest gives them um, you know, some kind of prayers or activities to do for penance. Is that, a, that about the way it works? Okay. Um, so we, we have that, and, and I have also heard uh, through the years, uh, Protestant Christians will say, well, I don't have to go to confession. I go right to the Lord, right? So what is this? thing about confession. Um, do we need it at all? Um, and if so, when, how, and to whom? Some good questions. Good questions. We look at this topic this morning. Uh, I'm sure you're, we'll all gain not only a better understanding of confession, um, but find some things that are going to be helpful for us in our spiritual lives. I want to title the message this morning, The Power of Confession. You know there's power in confession? I want to give you this morning uh, six reasons why you and I need to have confession as a regular part of our lives. Six reasons. Turn over to 1 John this morning. Not the Gospel of John, but the Epistle of John. Uh, go all the way to Revelation, turn left a few books, you'll find it. Uh, 1 John chapter 1, beginning at verse number 8. And John says this, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make Him a liar and His word is not in us. Anybody think they're sinless here today? Any? Because if you are, you, you just lied and, and you ruined your perfect record. Sorry. Um, no, none of us obviously are sinless. Um, but 
for us, the Bible gives us this very helpful, very comforting verse that if we confess our sins, He, God, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. How many glad of that today? Yeah, house full. Now, some time ago, I was reading this passage, and, and I wondered about this. I said, is this talking about salvation? Uh, because when we initially come to the Lord and, and confess that we're sinners, right, what does He do? He, he forgives us for our sin, cleanses us from unrighteousness, right? He makes us holy, puts His Spirit in us, that's salvation. And I'm thinking to myself, is that what John is talking about here? Just salvation. You come, you confess your sins, you're forgiven, it's all done, right? One and done. Um, but I looked further into that word confess here. Uh, how many know that the Greek language has verb tenses that, that don't always uh, carry over into the English? Um, I don't want to impress you with my Greek skills here because I really don't have any, um, but I, I read a lot. Um, but suffice it to say that the verb here to confess is in the present active tense, referring to a continual action. Okay? That's the verb we're talking about here. So it's not a one and done. But what does that mean? Um, let me try to lay it out for us this morning. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7 says this. In Him, that's Christ, right? We have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of His grace. So in Christ, when we come to faith in Jesus, put our faith in Jesus as our Savior and Lord, we have, according to the Scripture, the forgiveness of sins, right? Not just some, but all of them, right? The whole of our sin. Jesus said on the cross, he said, it is finished, right? The Greek word again, tetelestai. It's what they used to write on the, on the bottom of their receipts. It means paid in full. Jesus, by taking our sin upon himself, died for the sin of mankind. Not just some of them, all of it he carried to the cross with him. So we receive, when we come to him, the forgiveness of our sins. Not in part, but the whole. Was nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, O oh my soul. Right? The words to it is well with my soul. Not in part, but the, even the stuff we haven't done yet, even thought of doing yet, was nailed to the cross and paid for by Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for that. So then why does the Holy Spirit through John here talk about the confession of sin in a present active sense? I don't know. Uh, no. Um, because confessing our sins accomplishes some very important things in our hearts. And God is always looking to work deep in our hearts, isn't he? It's all about the heart with him. Because the heart, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? The, the heart is the foundation for who we are. And so God works in there, and it reflects out to the outside, doesn't it? Confession. 
confession. Six things I want to give you this morning. What confession does for us. Number one, confession rids us of damaging guilt and shame. Confession rids us of damaging guilt and shame. I remember even as a little boy, uh, one instance in particular, I'm not going to let you know what I did, um, but I, I came to my dad, and, I, and, and, and I, this thing was just weighing on me. It was eating on me. You know what I'm saying? Of course, it never happened to any of you, but try to, just try to think you know, what I might have been feeling like as a young boy. And, and it, it was just this load, right? And then I confessed it to my dad. And he wasn't too happy about it, but that weight, that guilt, that shame was released. According to the website brainfacts.com, if it doesn't motivate us to positive change, guilt and shame can lead to depression, anxiety, even paranoia. The National Institutes of Health adds that shame also leads to anger, aggression, and withdrawal. I mean, think those are all positive things. <laughs> right? No. Right? Depression, anxiety, aggression, withdrawal, right? Is there any wonder that the God who loves us wants us to get rid of that? He'd want us to confess our sins knowing knowing, and that's the key, knowing that He is going to be faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We're not just just blurting something out there. We know that the God of heaven says, okay, you're forgiven. Clean slate. Let me know what a clean slate feels like, right? Yeah. Fresh start. So, uh, God is faithful. Faithful to honor the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. He's just in forgiving us. Why? Because the price was paid, wasn't it? You know, we, we see people go to court, right? And then they're, they're, they're sentenced to this, that, or the other thing. They fulfill that sentence. And then that sentence is done, right? Justice is done. Justice fell upon Jesus Christ for you and me. So God is just to be able to forgive us because the sentence was carried out on Him. So because of that, knowing then that we are forgiven, you and I do not have to suffer that damaging guilt and shame, the life-sucking effects of that. Confession is a gift from God for our emotional and spiritual well-being, isn't it? Yeah. Number two, confession aligns our heart with the heart of God. Confession aligns our heart with the, with the heart of God. After all, what is confession, right? Confession is us agreeing with God according to His Word or according to the Holy Spirit who is bringing us under conviction for something. We are agreeing with Him. You are right. This is sin. I blew it. We're aligning our heart with the heart of God. Not justifying it. Yeah, but, you know, what was, what was the first evidence of the fall in the garden? Right? Adam, where are you? I was afraid, you know. Da, 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 da. It was her. She did. 
her fault, not mine. I didn't make my own choice. She made me do it. Yeah, okay, right. Not justifying it. I was wrong. It was sin. I blew it. We're agreeing with Him. We're aligning ourselves with the Lord. And as we do that, little by little by little, right? Uh, our beliefs of right and wrong, um, which in turn affects the way we live and the kind of people we are, begins to more and more and more line up with what God says. Amen. We get more like Jesus. We become spiritually mature. Are you with me? So, gets rid of guilt and shame and aligns our heart with God. Number three, confession unblocks our prayers. Did you know that? Confession unblocks our prayers. Say, what do you mean, Pastor? Say, well, look at Psalm 66, 18. David said this, If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. Think about it for a minute. If your son or your daughter is flat out disobeying what you told them to do, right? Got an attitude, just not interested, not doing what they... And then they come to you later and go, oh, can I do this? Can I go here? Can I have this? What are you going to do? Say, oh, sure, why not? No, right? That request is being blocked. Why? Because if you give in and, and you just give it to them, what are you, do, what are you teaching them? Disobey me and get rewarded. What does that bring on? More disobedience, right? I mean, if you and I can figure this stuff out, certainly God can. So if we're, if we're cherishing sin, if we're, if we're saying, Lord, I'm, I'm just going to do this and, and not listening to you, and, 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 then, and then we're praying for this over here, God's going to go, listen. And like he said to, to Skip, this, uh, you know, you're not paying attention. <laughs> Right? Thanks for being transparent this morning, Skip. Don't, don't, don't call that a sob story. That's what the lay leader thing is all about. We're sharing real life stuff to encourage people that God's at work in real life people. Right? Um, so again, if we're sin that is, that is cherished, that we justify, or we're unwilling to confess, it blocks our prayers. And confession removes that block. Confession doesn't mean we're perfect from that point on. Everybody take a deep breath. <laughs> no, it's about getting honest with God and ourselves about our struggles, about our weaknesses, looking to Him and His power to overcome in our lives. Confession unblocks our prayers. Number four, confession sets aside judgment. There's a good one. Does the Bible say that? Yes, it does. Honest confession helps us to avoid the judgment and, let me say, loving discipline of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 11, 31 and 32, Paul says this, If we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that, he may not, so that we may not be condemned along with the world. God disciplines us in love. He, he, he's a perfect father. He intervenes to discipline us because we're going the wrong way, a way that's going to be ultimately hurtful to us, 
harmful to our spiritual lives, harmful to the quality of life, because that's what sin is. Sin, sin, the wages of sin is death. Somewhere along the line, if we're walking down the, the, the way of sin, it's going to bring death into something in our lives, right? And God loves us enough to say, no, I don't want you going that way. And he intervenes sometimes with a spanking or, you know, circumstances that remind us that we're not in charge and different things, right? Done how? for our well-being, isn't it? Not because God's mad. God always works with us because he loves us. But even in love, even though it's in love and for our ultimate good, as Hebrews says, no discipline is pleasant. Right? No discipline is pleasant. So if we judge ourselves, the Scripture says, we won't come under the judgment of the Lord. We can avoid needing God to intervene in those ways. Number five, Confession strengthens us against further sin. Confession strengthens us against further sin for two reasons. Let's say that you borrow something from a friend. Okay, good friend, and you borrow something, and, and, and then you break it. And so what do you do? You, you, you kind of don't want to say anything, and, and you just hope that they don't notice, and it goes away, and they forget they gave it to you. But if that happens... Do you kind of, are you like over there all the time, you know, with spending a lot of time with them because they, they might remember that they did? No, you kind of have a tendency and I to avoid that person, right? Because we don't want them to think about us and what we did and then we have to get all, you know, in trouble and feel all bad because of, well, so we're going to avoid. And we do that with God too, don't we? If we've got something and we don't confess it, uh, God's a little upset with us and we don't really want to deal with it, so it puts distance in the relationship, doesn't it? And I don't know about you, but when I feel distant from God, it's a lot easier to walk down another road of sin or go further down the road of sin, right? Because there's, I'm, I'm feeling like He's far away. And similarly, uh, I, I, I find that with the, with the guilt and shame, if that's left undealt with, then I kind of can get into an attitude of, well, I already blow it, I might as well go all the way. I already had the fifth cookie, I might as well have the twelfth. You know, isn't that the way it works? Already in the guilt and shame, we don't take care of it. Just as easy to take the next step and the one after that and the one after that. So confession, getting that out, getting that clean slate, getting that sense of God's love and reconciliation and forgiveness strengthens us against further sin, doesn't it? And number six, finally, um, though I'm sure there's more, confession often leads us to other beneficial actions, like making amends. Right, Matthew 5, 23 and 24. So if you're offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Right, so there we are in prayer. We're, we're, we're talking to the Lord, and the Lord says, Hey, 
remember this situation, remember what you said to them that hurt them. I want you to go and make it right. You know, we, so we confess that thing. We say, God, we're, we're wrong. God says, okay, go. Go and apologize. Go and make it right. Go and try to buy one of those things that you broke and <laughs> take it back to your friend. Right? Go and do this. Go and do it. Because you've confessed, now go make it right. Confession often leads us to other positive, beneficial actions in our lives. But it all starts, doesn't it, with confession. It all starts with us coming to the Lord, opening our hearts before Him, and saying, yeah, I did wrong. I blew it. Without that first step, those other actions probably not going to happen, right? So confession, good stuff, right? Rids us of damaging guilt and shame, aligns our heart with the heart of God, unblocks our prayers, sets aside judgment, and it strengthens us against further sin and often leads to other beneficial actions. Do we need it? Yeah, sure we do. Is it a good thing to have as a regular part of our spiritual lives? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's bow prayer this morning. Thank you, Father, for the gift of confession. We know that our, our sins in whole are already nailed to the cross. We're, we're forgiven. We're made holy. We've been given the gift of righteousness. And yet, Lord, as we walk through this life, we see that the recognition of sin, the confession of sin before you does a lot of good things for us in our hearts, in our lives, and for others. So help us. Help us, Lord, to make this a regular, if it's not already, to make it a regular part. Knowing, Lord, again, knowing that you're going to receive us with open arms, knowing that you love us, knowing that you're going to be faithful and just to forgive us, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And you're going to help us in the future. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Sing this with me a cappella. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. One more. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, O Lord, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me 
the joy of my salvation and renew a right spirit within me. Taken right out of the Psalms. David coming before the Lord. Honest, open, confessing knowing that God would answer that prayer. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Well, bless His name.